Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. 32 minutes past six. I've had a drink of water, I've had a deep breath, I'm ready to go. It's time for Tactics Watch Storm. Thanks to Trident Homes, designed for living, built for life. And I am wearing my red and black today for Anzac and the Tactics yeah, as well. It was a double <laughs> sort cover. of. Yeah. I knew we were, uh, were keeping it going tonight with a bit of Tactics Watch. I got my binoculars out as well. Uh, tactics, look, the big news, I guess, for me is they held the seal to the lowest score of the season. Of 31 goals, the Tactics managing to weasel away with a 50-31 win. Storm, did you, from that game, I know, look. This is going to be really hard, right? Because we've just talked about all the great games of the round. We just had Ali Timu discussing that incredible thriller last night. And now we've got to talk about not a great game. No, it wasn't a great game. And look, uh, Not I a think, great game at all. No, I think I'll come down and say this. For the Steel side... George Fisher, I'm so sorry. I think that's where I'm just going to leave it. It's been the most unfortunate season for the Steel. Uh, 31 goals, it's, it's not what we've seen from the Steel out of the last 10 years. But look, they were up in the first quarter, 10-9, but then it was the tactics who strung away, uh, getting themselves to 50 goals and a lovely win. Tell me, what did you see uh, out of that tactics relentless uh, offence? Just to quickly, before I get into that go-off, you say George Fisher, I'm going to throw in Shannon Saunders in there yes. too. Because they're playing around with so many different wing attacks at the moment as well. She was their captain and the thread between George and Shannon was clearly integral to the Steel's performances last season. So, um, oh, I just, I really... Genuinely makes me upset. I know. It's I, not right. No. It's not right. And like every week we kind of talk about them dropping their heads a little bit. But man, oh man, you could really see it on, um, was that game Saturday? No, Sunday afternoon. Like they it was were, a Sunday game, yeah. Oh my gosh, they just look like they wanted to be anywhere other than there, which is very sad. How do you get out of that state? You kind of can't. Like now, it's t- it's too late. We're into ra- that was round eight. They've had this for eight yes. weekends in a row, and some you know some of these weekends they're playing two games in a row, and. I just, this is so mean to say, there's not really a light at the end of the tunnel for the Steel because they're not going to get George or Shannon back. Teams are getting better and better as the competition flows, uh, goes on, sorry. And it's just really sad. Anyway, let's get that done and let's talk about the tactics. Oh, I feel horrible. Yes, look, <laughs> I, I will start with this for me. It was, I think, the first time in about six or seven rounds, and correct me if I'm wrong, that I'd seen Karen Berger uh, at wing defence. And it was it was really uh, exciting to see as we creep closer to that World Cup. I know I keep alluding to it, but... That's, I think, where we're going to see her at wing defence. So do you think that was sort of the mindset for this game? Let's give Karen a good go. This is a game where we think we can pull away comfortably. Let's stick it in there, give Kate Lloyd some good time at goalkeeping and run with it. I think initially we saw uh, Paris Lokotui hit the deck mm. and actually had looked like she went away for a HIA mm. at some stage. She's fine, so that's great. Great to um, And I think, you know, they're up so b- by so much. Why risk putting her back on there? And like you say, um, Kez, let's get Kate Lloyd out there. Let's run Karen Berger at wing D should we need to later in the season. It was also great to see Jane Watson out at Goldie where we have seen her for the uh, in the past for the tactics, yes. but not so much of this season. And I really enjoyed that defensive unit and it clearly very much worked against the um, 
poor lowly steel. Um, but it's, it was a good reminder for us because we've talked about it on this show before, the worry about the wing D position mm. for World Cup. And knowing that Phoenix Kartika is in the form that she's in, we can feel confident to have her in at goal defence and keep Karen Berger at wing defence. That's a great starting seven option. Or you can slide her back. Whatever you want to do, it's fine. But I'm not panicked about it so much anymore because we've got all these defenders stepping up. Um, but it was a game not so fun to watch in the first half. Turnovers from both sides. They Tactics didn't start with Laura Malcolm. And a few people have been calling for that because she just hadn't quite slotted into that attacking side very well. She came back on towards the second half and... Um, clearly felt a little bit pissed off about starting yes. on the bench because she came on quite well. And Kimura Poi ended up doing quite well at wing attack. Uh, but it was more the defensive end for the tactics that I had my eye on. I just love watching Jane and Karen, and I thought Kate Lloyd did a good job too. And, um, yeah, they just did well to kind of put their foot down and not worry about what was going on around them and push it out to, you know, a 19-goal win when it, I think even half-time it was only like two goals in it, wasn't there? So... Yeah, terrible half for the steel, great half for the tactics to really, uh, yeah, put, put their foot down, pull just away. Put pressure on. Now, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big believer in if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But mm-hmm. when the variables are Laura Malcolm, obviously an England international, and Karen Berger, the silver, silver fern phenom, uh, it's, you can't really go too wrong, can you? Is that something, I'm talking about the Laura Malcolm uh, starting off the bench uh, situation here, is that sort of something you can see happening as we go forward? Because I know before Greer Sinclair's injury, they had that uh, sort of, uh, what would I call it, confidence to sort of allow them to do that. But now as we creep closer to the end of the season, is that sort of where you can see Marianne putting her coaching hat? I just think they probably felt like they had to try it. And against the Steel is not a bad team to try things, um, obviously being the bottom of the table team. And I also, I think maybe a little bit of public pressure because Laura Malcolm has been under the pump a little bit. Obviously, we're very patriotic here in New Zealand yes, and yes. we don't need an English international here playing in our competition, but maybe we do. You know, these yeah. players come over here and bring a little bit of flavour to the comp and, and make it better. And yes, it's going to take, it was always going to take Laura a bit of time to kind of find her groove in that attacking end. I still don't think she's found it yet and I... I wouldn't be too annoyed if you started uh, Paris Patera again with Kimi Oropoi in its centre because Kimi is one of the best centres in the country at the moment and if you've got Laura Malcolm on the court, you have to push Kimi out to wing attack. So I, I don't mind being able to mix it up every now and then and we've seen it happen so many times the other way around as in Laura Malcolm starts mm. and then goes to the bench so I don't blame Marianne for trying it the other way around and it, it obviously worked for the tactics in the way that Laura came on like a beast unleashed only issue is only up by two against the steel. You know, if you're playing like the Mystics or the Stars, the deficit could be a whole lot worse. Yes. So it's it's so hard to know and you just gotta try. You gotta try these things. And lucky for the tactics, you know, they are sitting second in the table at the moment. They've got a game in hand. Everyone else has played ten or eleven games this season. So they've got time to work things out. And it is very interesting that you do bring up the table, the tactics in second, Mystics first, Pulse third, as it stands, round nine, next weekend, Sunday, the tactics play the Mystics, and then they go one spot down, well, technically tied, uh, on Monday and play the Pulse. Now, massive two weekend for them. <laughs> massive games for the tactics, playing one and three while they find themselves in second. 
How do you think this will go for the tactics? I mean, first of all, a double header is no easy task whatsoever. But do you think having that Mystics game on Sunday uh, gives them more of a chance against the Pulse on Monday? I think we've seen this season, we've talked a lot about the double headers and how hard they must be, but teams seem to be doing okay in them. Like, we haven't really noticed any fall away in the quality of the game out on court, which shows that they're fit and primed and prepared to do these double headers. So I feel like we can just eliminate that from being a factor. Um, I hope, anyway. The issue is they're playing the two top teams <laughs> mm. in the competition and but, two teams that are riding a little bit of momentum. Yeah. I mean, Mystics had that shocking loss last night, but it was still an incredible game and they still played very well. So, and it's a tough one for the uh, for the tactics because they're two teams that you have to focus on equally. You know, you can't just spend your whole week worrying about the Mystics and then do your game plan for the Mystics and then just show up and play show against the Pulse. Show up for the Pulse like you know, it's social league, yeah. You've got to have two game plans and two different training plans sorted for the entire week because mm. they're back-to-back games against two very different and two very good teams. So tough old week for the tactics on the training court. Really looking forward to seeing how they go um, and to just show that they are the real deal because of those four teams, Mystics, Tactics, Pulse and Stars, only three are going to go through. And let's be honest, Mystics probably going to be there. It comes down to the other three, and this is a make-or-break weekend for the Tactics. Super exciting weekend, round nine of ANZ Premiership Netball Competition. Storm, let's just... Focus on this Mystics Tactics game on Sunday for a second. To me, if there was a time to sort of convincingly get up over the Mystics, it would be now with Taylor Earl. We saw her return to the court last night uh, on limited minutes, of course, returning from a foot injury. Michaela Sokolich Beatson, who should be back uh, for Sunday's game, she had uh, illness, food poisoning last night. Monica Faulkner as well with illness. We should see uh, return to the court with a sort of shake-up in the Mystics camp. Do you think this gives the tactics the edge on Sunday to get a convincing win? I don't know about convincing. Mystics are fighters. We saw it last night. Yeah, it's really hard to get a convincing win over the Mystics. You think about the loss to the Magic, you know, extra time loss for them. Uh, So, no, I don't think it'll be a convincing win. But this is a time where you can say, yes, the Mystics are vulnerable. This is where we need to pounce. Um, And I think the moving piece of the starting seven and players in and out. And, yes, Monica and Mickey will hopefully be back. But they have been out with illnesses and so it's not easy just to bounce back from those you know you've been bedridden probably for a couple of days at least then you're getting yourself back into training slowly and getting into the groove of things so they'll be on limited minutes at best I'd imagine Uh, so totally there's vulnerability there and the tactics will know that they'll also know that the mystics will be hurting after last night and um, it's always hard coming up against a team they aren't feeling so good and really want redemption. No, so, look, yes. I, mean, I don't think we can hype it up anymore. I think it's going to be a great match. I just always have it in my head that the Mystics and, and Tactics just have that ugh, against each other. It's Auckland Christchurch. <laughs> it's uh, I know it's a wee while away, but the 2020, 2020, 2021 grand final. Oh, 2021 grand 2021. final. Uh, again, the Mystics managing to get over it. I just feel like every time these two meet up, That grand final is never forgotten, so really excited to see that. The tactics on Sunday take on the Mystics at Christchurch Arena in Christchurch, and they will be staying there as the following night they take on the Pulse. So really exciting week for tactics fans out there. And of course, every time we do talk tactics, it is thanks to Trident Homes. Uh, Proud supporters of the Trident Home tactics, check out their modern home plans at tridenthomes.co.nz. When we come back on the other side, we'll be checking in with Storm and getting her Team of the Week.